de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 21. We can drink now. We have been sober every single other episode, but we're 21 Cholo. now. Yes. And we can officially have a little sippy sip. 21, Cholo. yeah. Cholo. Going drink. Blackjack, blackjack, blackjack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you all listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is the one and only, the marvelous, Rafael Tamayo. What's up? God, are you okay? I'm fine. Are you sure I'm sad now? No, <laughs> I just don't want to start off like too high energy. Oh, you got to build up. Yeah. Wow, are you like an actor? Um, no, you know, we're all actors. The whole world's a stage. Ew, you are such an actor. <laughs> just throw up. Um, happy Black History Month. Happy Black Panther release weekend. <laughs> really exciting stuff happening. How are you, Rafa? What's going on? I'm doing well. As I'm alive and I have breath. Those I, are very yeah, important, yeah. very important things. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm well. You're alive and you have breath. Yeah. I'm here for it. I've, I have good breath because I brush my teeth and I chew on gum. What the hell is so happening right now? I'm just, yeah. Okay. I had a flashback of, of like some jokes that people were making about bad breath. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean for that to come off weird, but like there's breath in my lungs, and so I'm happy for that. Wow, this has taken a sharp turn at the very beginning. I'm getting mad meta. I'm into it. Meta world peace, you yeah. know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we recently announced some major, major, major exciting things coming yeah. up. Yeah. Like the Luna Luna EP release party. Yeah, that's going to be lit. Here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. That's right. Viva La Mujer Art Show, which is one of our Grace Space art shows, our themed yeah. art show. And shout out to everyone that's already submitted. We've gotten a ton of submissions. Yes. Yeah, that's I'm dope. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Celebrating uh, women and femme and, and ladies and all of that. And then we have Two and Four Selena. Yeah. Which is... Everything. This is a lot happening. Yeah. But it's all really great, so I can't even be mad. It is. I, yeah, and it's it's Selena time's always great in Dallas. Always, 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 always. And then finally, we've kind of been talking about it, but I don't think y'all knew what we was talking about. Y'all weren't no, ready. We were over here plotting and scheming, trying plotting, to plotting, scheming. I was keeping secrets, and you know, <laughs> just I was like hiding my text messages and stuff. Our one year anniversary. With the recently announced Mexican Twitter god himself, Shay Serrano, will yeah. be in attendance. It's happening. Like, ah, legit. Like, for real. It's actually happening. Like, I was like, yo, what's good? You want to come through? And he was like, sure. And I was like, wait, I was just kidding. <laughs> but it's really dope. I'm really excited. It's kind of like a, a huge goal of ours, and, and it's happening. And I'm very excited to be bringing him to Dallas, and I hope we make everybody proud. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that later on in the show. But before we get into that, we will have Ofelia Fas Garza, owner of the meat shop, with us a little later as our guest. And oh, Rafa Yamero me olvide. Can you help me with the thing? What? Oh, do we have to edit that out now? <laughs> what? What happened? <laughs> I'm 
nervous. Why? I want to give our listeners um, like a little, a little, a little taste of our um, our personal energy. Okay. Into how we are feeling right now. Okay. Into the reality of our existence. <laughs> I feel like Jason hates us every time. I know. He's like, fuck you guys. Um, that's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Meme moods. It's time for meme mood. What you Yippee. got? Um... I feel like the young child. So I don't know who it, if it's like his sister or mother or a relative that's holding a water gun to his face. And just squirting it. Yeah, and he's like all like excited and happy uh, and he wants to meet whatever like turmoil or pain just head on and he's like laughing and he says, do it. Shoot me. Dang! <laughs> you are very real right now. So that's me, yeah. It tells us a lot. Yeah, I feel like I've, I'm still... You were joking about this last time about me fighting off this flu. I didn't have the flu. I don't think I have the flu. You didn't go to the doctor, though. No, I didn't go to the doctor so because... How do you know? Because Western medicine will try to... I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, we, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. We ain't going to talk about the, you know... We won't. Insurance companies and United Health Cartel mm. and any oh, of that. Jesus. So, that being said, I still feel like weird. So... I hope you don't have it. I don't think I do, but I kept, I watched Contagion again. Oh, you haven't dropped this joke yet. I'm not, I'm never going to drop it. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. Well, you feel like the shoot me kid. I'm glad that you're, you're still tackling whatever's hitting you. And I, I recently saw this video and I thought it was hysterical. So my sister Susie has been like trying to get me to follow Will Smith's uh, Instagram account and I have not. But I see the videos on Twitter, so it's, like, good enough for me. He's the guy from I Am Legend, right? Oh, God, why are you like this? (laughs) Come on, Reagan era. You should know him better than me. Yeah. Uh, There's this video that I saw of Will Smith out of all his videos, because God bless, he's on social media now. And he was like, y'all think I don't know how to sing La Bamba? I'm finna show y'all. Yeah. And so he puts on the song, and he sings every word in Spanish. Oh, snap, he does? He does. I still haven't seen the video. It's, like, a minute long. He doesn't sing the whole song. But it was like, I'm proud of you, Will, because you showing these people that are not rooting for you that you can yeah. still do your shit on your own. Go ahead. And you killing it. So I'm a little bit of Will Smith singing La Bamba in wow. his car. Yeah. Like every other normal celebrity does. Go ahead, um, Fresh Prince. Right? Uh, so those are our meme Moods. I said moo I don't know where that came from. Moods. Uh That means it is officially time for El Juguito. I got that juice. That juice. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? We need to ask him if we can use that song for that whole segment. Yeah. Okay, well. Just, yeah, just go for it. So this is fucking stupid. Shocker. I know. <laughs> I try to avoid talking about this man. You just can't. I can't. He's a fool. Like, it's like he, like, sat in his room, got a notepad. He's like, this is how I'm going to fix this country. Let me think of all the stupid shit I could do. And then he does it, and he's like, yeah. I'm smart. I'm one of the smartest people in the country. I can't even do an accent because it's so terrible. Oh, my gosh. Apparently... He has proposed or decided that he wants to take away what's what SNAP is now, which is um, 
in translation food stamps. Yeah. That's the that's the quickest way to uh describe it. And he wants to do something similar to what a quote unquote blue apron style meal distribution would be. What the hell? Like what the actual fuck? Like Yeah. What? Like I'm gonna tell you what you need to be eating. Also, like, poor Blue Apron. Like, why'd you bring them into this? Yeah. Their name's gonna be slandered for a few uh, weeks. For and they're real. like, we didn't even do nothing. That stock I'm trying to get like? Blue Apron sponsorship, so I ain't for gonna real. say nothing. But, damn. Like, that really is so stupid. You're really gonna try to replace food stamps with something where you provide people with food monthly and they want to do canned meats girl what you already know we dying out here nothing's healthy for the poor as is i read that like i thought it was a joke like yo <sighs> this this dude's like gonna start rationing food <laughs> and like literally put people on on this weird like whatever you're allowed this right and, but the strange thing is like one of the biggest misconceptions <clears throat> about food stamps is that people think that the majority of people on them are people of color mm-hmm. and of course that's how we get False. The, we get the stereotypes and that's not true it's actually your caucasian brothers and sisters sir trump yep. so if you really trying to do anything like that consider who you're doing them to since you don't want people from shithole countries you know and you want more people like from norway um so what the fuck i really yeah. can't believe that he's still in office and we're still doing this and and so um yeah you know there's a little bit of that new i'm so sorry there's some new terrible trump news every week and yeah there's there's that bit for today um this story was really interesting pat was the one who who brought it up to me a few weeks ago and i was like is that real basically yeah like we went we went to the bar and she fucking ordered champagne i was like we drink a champagne now so yeah, yes, we don't, brand. yes, we're not doing we're not doing uh, Modelo's Corona. or Corona. You said Modelo or Corona. Modella. Um, <laughs> so basically, the company is Mexicali, correct? Or it's in Mexicali. It's in Mexicali. The, these people are the, the brewery that create Modelo. They create Corona. They create lots of these big name Mexican beers that are huge. And they're essentially draining this area of their water. Water. To create this beer that we consume at extremely high rates. Yeah. Um, really terrible shit. We don't obviously see it on the front page as much. At least I haven't. I had barely heard about it. Yeah. Um, and I just find it, it is so horrid. Because a lot of times this shit's also consumed by us, right? And so, yeah. like, we don't even realize it. Yeah. And these people are like, we need water to live, and you're draining our entire town of it to create this thing that's not even for us. Um, like, the farm farm workers don't even have access to water for their crops. The farm workers do not have access to it for their crops. So, essentially, your whole area is going to disintegrate. Um I hate everything a lot of times. (laughs) Same. And it's really hard to say other things than that and the fact that these people are literally having to, like, protest for their existence because of capitalism, essentially, like consumerism, something we're consuming, and it's killing these other people. And it's beer, and it's Mexican beer. Like, damn, like, this shit is crazy. So I think some people are protesting purchasing these beers. I recommend it. 
Um, I know we haven't had Modelo, and we're big Modelo fans uh, in our house. So consider doing that. Put your... I went back, I went back to Dos That's a big step. Oh, my God. Oh, no, you did. That's right. I, I don't did. even drink beer, so it wasn't that hard for me. But I just do champagne now. I just <laughs> pop out. I just ace of spades. Yes. You know. That's you all know. I mean. I, you're <laughs> just doing the damn thing. Uh, but really, like, if you want to make a difference to these companies and do something about it, like, show them that that shit's not right. Like, the same thing we did with uh, Driscoll's, which I hope y'all aren't buying Driscoll's still. But, like, these people are... Are killing our people essentially and we're helping them a lot of times um because we all can do better so this shit is just mad sad i can't believe it's really happening but put that damn beer down and say something do something to these people because they they need to stop or at least share it with your tios and primos let them know don't buy some modelo right now they got this hopefully they can fix it they got this cheaper <laughs> get some natural light just kidding <laughs> Uh, no, la Keystone vienen, vienen caja uh, de 30. Uh, God, that reminds me of frat boys. <laughs> okay, so just, you know, keep on resisting. Do your do your part. This story, it's funny because we talked about um, musicals last episode a little bit. And I know our friends at Latinos Who Lunch and Songmas were all entering this uh, musicals debate. Latino yeah. musicals, we like all apparently let need me to find have a out y'all, Let me find out y'all wrote, y'all pull up to this West Side Story <laughs> thing. Let me find out. Y'all hate musicals now. Wow. Pat, I best not see you there. Mm. Best I can't not. support Rita, Rita Moreno. Okay, that's, she might not be in this one. We don't know. So I they're doing they a West Side Story <clears throat> reboot. If you ask me, reboots need to chill out. Let's get some new content in. True. But what's new? I've already said this before. Apparently, Steven Spielberg is directing it. Don't know why we couldn't have chosen someone else. Because you don't have Latinx director. No, Latinx directors in the Spielberg. world. Stop. That actually is kind of funny. Um, but, like, that would not be my preference. Luckily, however, he is actually looking for Latinx actors. Yeah. Um, which is so sad. That's like the bare minimum, but we like don't even see that because if you know facts, the original West Side Story is like a bunch of uh, Caucasians playing Puerto Ricans. Super problematic. Your main lady was Natalie Wood in a horrible tan. You know the story. You should know by now. If you don't, it's okay. I was really into musicals, so I can help you. But this should be interesting. I think there could be a really cool twist, a modern twist to this, but we will see what it will become still wish spielberg would not have been the person but you know maybe he'll i don't know may he might just do something and i can be quiet but it's never my preference when this i don't know i guess whatever so there's that look forward to the west side story remake i hope rita moreno is in there somewhere because she's still a queen and she's amazing I don't know if you have feelings for West Side Story. I was a big West Side Story fan. I'm uh, I'm not a big musicals guy. Um, In so the hey, stop! Because if they hear this, they're gonna think that. Okay, I, just that skip I, this part if you yeah. are from Maple. Nah, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess like if I was at school and shit, and they played a fucking musical, I would watch it or whatever. But you know, I don't care. What the heck? Actually, I I do like musicals. Um, <laughs> I hope. <that laughs> I, I, you know, echo that sentiment. Um, I hope that I do get to see some really strong and uh, and wonderful Latinx performers in it. Because mm -hmm. I think that would, you know, I feel like the most we could ask for is what they're giving us right. at this point. And so my hopes are, you know, yeah, like, 
Also, I, I would like it to be like <clears throat> a good variety of Latinx people, not just like white Latinx. Right. Yes, where it's yeah, just yeah. like whatever doesn't mean that much to a lot of yeah. us because we don't look and feel what like. What if they had a Mara Negra as Maria? I hope, like, I hope that it, the representation. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, like, Steven I hope Spielberg that this remake that. is more indicative of our time than, that you know. That would be really dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm that very would be really hopeful, cool. Because the themes yeah. are are still present. It's based off of Romeo and Juliet, which that story is obviously seen recreated like a million times. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how the West Side Story remake goes. Fingers uh, crossed. Fingers crossed. This event is happening. I personally cannot say I am that um, involved in the Winter Olympics. I saw Itania a few weeks ago. That was during the Winter Olympics at one time, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't been the same since Christian Maguchi stopped skating, and I will forever say that. Were you? Did, were you a big fan? No. You just. Don't I was feel it. the fan. Oh, okay. Give us the juice. Did you have a poster from the Scholastic Book Fair? Uh, riff. Raff. Reading is <laughs> reading is <laughs> fundamental. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can you tell our different eras? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was a big deal. My um, second grade teacher had got us, or those who wanted to see, like, figure skating, <laughs> got us into it. I, I should have been able to tell that from a, from an early age. I was kind of awesome. kid. <laughs> yeah, so that. I was, like, into Christy Yamaguchi and Victor <laughs> Petrenko. And I was like, she, uh... We I, out here testing all your cars. Bro, I'm proud seriously, of you. Seriously, I'm like, dang. I was going to walk up like, you watch fucking figure skating, bro? <laughs> I didn't make him do this, y'all. This is his own thing. I, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah so what? Uh-huh. I did watch. And I went to that show at Reunion Arena. So me, y'all know what I'm talking about. Are you talking about when, like, the winners? Like, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, they'd tour. Yeah. I wanted to go. Um, I went to the Galleria and realized that I am not a talented ice skater. I'm so sorry <laughs> to hear that. So you just collapsed. Yeah. I mean, I can handle my own. I'm no Michael Scott. Michael <laughs> Gary Scott. Jesus Christ. But I can. I can ice skate. I think I need to see you now. I will not what? go. Bet. Say, ooh, say we won't do a team you building trip. You can go trip. by yourself. I ain't going. I'll, I'll, in, I, I'll cheer I mean, on the sidelines. I can try. I, I won't say I'm good, though. I am terrible at skating. Um, Jesus. That was not a So, thing. the Winter Olympics are happening. I don't have that much to say. Uh... Mexico apparently wore, like, Dia de los Muertos garb, which I thought Dia, was kind of weird. Dia de, de los Muertos. Dia de Muertos? Yeah. Um, sugar skulls. Sugar skulls. <laughs> you know, us, us Americans. Sweet. I just find it so annoying because I'm like, really? Like, this thing that's been now, I guess, universally accepted, like, y'all are going to really flaunt this? Even though, like... Maybe they thought Coco's, like, ghost would... I don't know. It felt weird. I was like, ooh, okay, yeah. sure, whatever. Um, and then this funny little story. I didn't know if it was real or not, but then Rafa mentioned it, and I was like, oh, my God, it was real. Because it was one of those things where, like, be. you read and you don't know if it's real. Yeah. But apparently this kid, a teen, a young teen, was like... Young whippersnapper. Young whippersnapper was um, nearly going to miss his competition because he overslept after watching netflix apparently he was watching brooklyn 99 to sh so shout out to that show because obviously you're creating quality content yeah. when an olympic athlete <laughs> basically almost misses his competition because he overslept i think it's hilarious and i'm very proud of him because he ended up winning the gold yeah. right yeah 
And that is talent. <clears throat> Great stuff. Go you. Really, really uh, showing everybody that the young generation still got it, even though we don't have our shit all the way together. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's a funny story, really. YOLO. Is that cool? Is that hip with the... Yep. <laughs> sure. Is, is Michael Scott still here? Is this Reading is fundamental. This is Michael Scott. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> this next... It's not, like, huge news, but, like, it's news if you're a social media addict. Like, we are freaking Snapchat. I don't know what's wrong with you. Y'all were already going downhill, but then y'all decided... Bruh. To change up your whole thing and make it even more complicated and unnecessary. I don't even want to use it now. I know. Like, if like it wasn't bad enough that, like, everybody's stealing the way Snapchat did their thing, making you less, like... Right, less prominent. Yeah. And this was the year where I was like, I'm going to be more social media active. And now... We can't... We don't even know where to add the story. Yeah. I don't even know how to press the button. I accidentally sent a story that I shouldn't have sent to my tia, and What's now she she's say? like, lo es ir a tu mamá, and I was like, Ooh. no, don't tell her, because I'll tell her that... Her. I'll tell her that I saw you with such and such, even Ooh. though you were supposed to be at... She ain't a real you know, your nephew's birthday party. Wow, you're getting into family drama, and I was yeah, ready it's gonna for be it. Crazy. I didn't know you were going to let that out here. It, it's all fake. I'm lying. Oh. I was into it. Was it? Did it sound real? A little bit. Okay, cool. Um, Snapchat <laughs> did an update, and it doesn't make any sense. I really don't know what they were thinking and doing this. They literally shot themselves in the foot. It's terrible. It is terrible, like Rebel, Rebel, <laughs> Rebel <laughs> Colonel Reba would say. Um, yeah, so they did this terrible update. It really feels like it's going to be the end of Snapchat now. Like, I don't know how they can save themselves. They didn't even get to use that invisibility thing that you were trying to do. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Where it went away. Oh. You're like, yeah, that was a funny little uh, filter. Maybe think of Wayne's But wow. I, I'm trying to use it still, and it's really hard. So, yeah. ding. Okay, well, there you go, folks. Uh, very cool, amazing, exciting way to start the week. Uh, the paintings of our former president or <laughs> president and first lady were unveiled. Amazing work. I mean, I knew Kahindi Wiley's work. I didn't know Amy Sherald's work. Both incredible work, obviously. Um, Kahindi's is just so iconic. Like, his, he's just everything. I also yeah. thought it was funny because I saw an article that was like one of the artist's prior paintings depicted a black woman beheading a white woman. I was like, that was my favorite piece. <laughs> we saw it at the Modern. Yeah, well, we saw it at the Modern. Yeah. I was like, I really like that one. <laughs> but I just think it's hilarious because, of course, they're going to like try to dig and make it all horrible when it like doesn't have to be. Yeah. Also, I saw some criticisms about, like, from Larry Wilmore, who, if you, like, know black TV world, he's, like, one of the gods. The yep, gods there. True. And he was, like, I, unpopular opinion, I don't like this paintings because I feel like they portray him as weak. And I was, like, whoa, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that because yeah. it has, like, this really beautiful, you know, like, greenery background. And he's sitting down and kind of, like, his mannerisms. So I thought that was a really interesting point of view. Obviously, I... I enjoy the images. I think they're beautiful, and yeah. I'm pretty excited about them. I think they're a nice touch to the White House. What's I, like, I like what the greenery. What are your feelings? I like you the greenery. Like, and that's not uh, what we talk about. <laughs> no, I'm, what do you mean? The okay. leaves? Oh. And the, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that leaf. I, no, I just think it's uh, – I, I really appreciate it. Um, I think his point uh, is valid when you look at – 
like in, in juxtaposition to the other portraits that were that have been done of previous presidents. But um, I'm I'm glad. Like I'm I'm happy about the shakeup. And yes, it's it's more indicative of of like you know the artwork that's that should be more representative of American society in, in this time. And I'm I'm happy and I'm glad that you know that Kahindi was chosen and Amy was chosen to 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 do these portraits because I don't know I think it's exciting and yeah <clears throat> you know I feel like there's going to be opinions on both ends of it but. You know, I feel like I connect with these portraits more than previous ones. And it's like you look at the ones in the past and, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they weren't, you know, great portraits. It's, it's great artwork, but, you know. It's when, so blah. Yeah. You, I mean, when you connect to something, you connect with something, not mm-hmm. connect with these. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's the great, the great thing and about representation. And having the first black like, artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe it. Very cool. Well, then we can move to our last bit of juice, which is literally the most disgusting thing on planet Earth. Um, apparently, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You like, should watch that video. I'm not going to watch this video. Hey. I I have eye problems. Like, I have contacts. I get sty sometimes. Same. Like, eye problems. They're irritating. I hate it. I always feel like something's in there. But this lady, damn it, this lady named... Um, her name Be- is Rebecca? Abby Beckley Becky. Becky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Abby Becky Beckley. She was working on an Alaskan fishing boat, probably with Sarah Palin. <laughs> Apparently back in, I don't know why this story is just coming up. It says back in 2016, but it was like all over the internet. And so she was like, oh, there's a little eyelash in my eyeball, which like, I feel that. Sometimes I think that yeah. happens to me. And so she's like trying to reach for it. And guess what she pulled out? A worm. A little worm. She pulled out a worm. Not one worm. She pulled out 14 worms from her eye hole. Big worm. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I don't really know what was happening, but she pulled How out. How do you not know? I don't know, but she was pulling these worms out of her eyes, like, from several days. and like 14 sh- worms? That's almost a quinceañera. You got... <laughs> I think she didn't actually go to the doctor till after she pulled out four. She pulled out four. She's like one fine, <laughs> two fine, uh, three. Wait a three. minute, is something wrong? Four. Well, okay, I'm gonna go. All right, it's almost. <laughs> it's almost five. We're going. We're going. What? I just don't. I don't even know how did they got in there. They just like grew in her. What? Well, I need to probably. It was like a parasite that they typically find through like. Like cows and stuff, I think. Oh, snap. She must have been watching Contagion. God. She had mad cow disease. Ha-ho-ha. Don't you love the early 2000s? Anyways, lady from Oregon, I hope that your eye is okay. I don't want any more parasitic worms in your eyeball i'm really bothered by this story because i have those fears like if you watch enough animal planet you know this stuff happens all the time like there's random things that show up in your body yeah and come out of you and you just act like oh the fourth one's fine oh no yeah it says it's typically found on cow eyeballs (laughs) oh my god what does that say about us and then she pulled out six 
before over the next few days. From where? From her eyeball before she finally went. But to I mean, from apparently where? Apparently, like, her boyfriend was a doctor. So I'm like, or her boyfriend's, no way. boyfriend's dad is a doctor. And then they, There's she no way her, he could be a doctor. Is, is her, and he didn't know. He's so probably he's a doctor a like Ross was a doctor. <laughs> I'm literally like this story makes no sense, but hopefully it brightened your day. At least you don't have worms in your eyes if you're looking for help. <laughs> or everybody feels triggered now and they're like paranoid and like their eyes right now. Me right now. Same. Uh, anyway, so that will wrap it up for the juice this week. Yay. Now we have with us Ophelia Mex Mama Fas Garza. A mother, poet, and cultural worker from Oak Cliff, Texas, who's inspired by the subtleties of life and the rituals that root us. She's an adjunct instructor at a local college, and and her work has been included in several anthologies, including Women in Nature, an anthology, Outrage, a protest anthology for injustice in a post-9-11 world, Basta, a hundred-plus Latinas speak out against violence against women, and the upcoming Voices anthology by Floricanto Press. Ophelia is the founder of Cascabel Group, which started the Meat Shop, the Semillitas Book Club for Girls, and El Tallercito Writers Collective. She's always looking for ways to use the literary and cultural arts in interdisciplinary ways to build community. Please welcome to the show, Ophelia Faz Garza. Yay! Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> We're glad to have you. So I want to start briefly by saying where I had the pleasure of meeting you, which was actually at a uh, Chicano conference in Houston. Yes. And I think it was my senior year of, of college, and I had never been to one of these conferences, so I didn't really know what to expect. And my professor... Uh, Calderon was was chatting it up with you and I was like who is this person and I heard you talk about Jefferson and I was like what Jefferson because to yeah. me it was like oh my family's from here <laughs> and so you were talking about a parade you were throwing and I was like that's so cool and so I just thought it was so dope and I was like okay I need to I need to see this person again I need to meet them again and uh, I think I lost your business card or something of course and then we met again at Coco Andre yeah for one of their events. Randomly, yeah, randomly it was really up. sweet. And you were doing uh, screen printing, I think, or something. It was something really cool. And I was like, what? Yeah. I can't remember what we were doing. You're there, always doing cool things. <laughs> and you're just out here for the community. And and you're you're such a strong, powerful woman. And, you know, we're celebrating our Viva La Mujer art show that's coming up. So I had to bring you in here. No, oh, thank you so much. And I'm a huge fan, too. Uh-huh. And y'all all do great work and so I'm really excited to be here thank you thank you so tell us more about your background and how you got involved in all these awesome things so I actually grew up here in Oak Cliff I born and raised I was actually born in Fort Worth we won't tell it's I know right (laughs) I was born in Fort Worth but Uh um we moved here to Oak Cliff when I was like really young and and I've been here pretty Mm -hmm. much ever since went away for college came back and have just always worked in the community wasn't what my intention wasn't to work in the community. Mm-hmm. I was going to work um, to do anthropology and work at a museum, but then I started working actually down the street at Promise House. Oh, wow. Working with kids that were kind of making some not great choices, mm-hmm. and um, I fell in love with that work. Wow. So I've been doing that since 97. Wow. So it's yeah. like immediately following college then? I graduated with a job. Nice. Came home. I worked the summer before I graduated there, and they saved a job for me. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So then that got you involved in all of the all of these awesome things and then 
the other way I got reconnected with you was through the meat shop. Yeah. And what got you started in that? That actually was not my intention. I was actually just looking for a space mm-hmm. because I needed a, an office. Um, we have a really teeny tiny home, and mm-hmm. I wanted an office. We found that space and um, fell in love with it, got it, and then people started coming up to me asking me if they could use the you know the shop for different events and we opened up our doors and then before we knew it it wasn't my office anymore it was <laughs> everybody the meat shop and yeah and we had all kinds of events and art shows and groups meeting there and yeah it kind of took off in a completely different direction <laughs> right i think that was so amazing to see because it was like I had met you a couple times but we hadn't worked together and so then I saw it on Facebook the power of social media right I know so it was like uh, one of the I think it might have been the queer people of color art show yeah one of those big ones yes Mm -hmm. Arti Pandulce was it is it with Lucha Dallas yeah Lucha Dallas and it was one of the first ones and I saw that Uh all over and it was just like how incredible and then I was like oh I know the person (laughs) who's who's like in charge of this place because it was so awesome to see so many people on my Facebook that were so excited to be included in yeah. something and they finally felt like they have a, had a space and I was like whoa that's like so so powerful you know that's inspirational for us uh, with what we've created but you really opened your actual doors for people to come <laughs> in and, and you had awesome events there and we did we were really I think fortunate to I don't know if it was just the timing or what it was but uh, I mean we had great people just coming to us mm-hmm. and it worked out yeah I think it was just meant to be and um Unfortunately, we had to close our doors, but, I mean, we're still here, and we're still collaborating with people in a different way, and it kind of worked out for the mm-hmm. best, I think. So, yeah. it's and That's what I think is really cool, because, you know, the, the meat shop, when I, when I first got wind of it, I was like, wow, this is really cool. But now, uh, since y'all have closed your doors, like... I look at it as, as this personification of that space. You know, you've gone beyond the fact that you don't need that space and yeah. what the meat shop represents. And it's like, you know, the way I see it is the meat shop can be anywhere. It could be, you know, in, in the back of a library, at a cultural event, downtown in the arts district. It could be somewhere outside of the confines of a physical space. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what we've been doing with it, just really pop-up events and going to community and mm-hmm. just, I mean... I think at the end of the day, that's what it's about, community. Just yeah. coming oh, together and us meeting wherever we can. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, so then, I'm trying to think how to phrase this one. <laughs> with Because with the meat shop, it was, I know we discuss, or you discuss a lot of gentrification that's happened. And so in yeah. that case, was it gentrification that affected that ultimately, the doors closing? It it, not directly, but indirectly it was because I think that um, our landlord saw that we were getting lots of traffic. And because we were in um, kind of the up-and-coming neighborhood, the mm-hmm. Elmwood area, and um, Elmwood it was in the process of kind of rebranding and, and still is. Mm-hmm. And I think he saw that as an opportunity to, hey, I'm going to get them out of there and we're going to do something different right. with the space. Um so I, I I think it was ultimately because, and and unfortunately he was Chicano too and Gosh. he didn't see the value in what we were doing Dang. and so he decided that um, that a business would be a better well, replacement for us there. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, it gets really difficult and complicated. And yeah. like we had Giovanni here a few weeks ago, and so I always find it so interesting. Like Oak Cliff natives, how do you feel about seeing you know Jefferson like this, where it's just like changing before your eyes essentially and it's not just jefferson but this one to me is like the most visually like you know yeah. you can just see it like you know this quinceanera shop going down and this new coffee shop coming up or whatever it is yeah and it always bothers me that they say we're cleaning it up or oh god they're reframing there's nothing of it. there and it's like no we are here we've mm-hmm. been here and because at the end of the day we're invisible to them mm-hmm. and they, they don't value who we are or what we have to contribute and I, I, that's just like my pet peeve my husband will tell you okay I, I get started on that and he's like oh no here she goes yeah. <laughs> hey here we like goes. that we're here for that here <laughs> I know you can go off here if you'd like um so then before I, I really do want to jump into more your um your comfortability with your womanhood mm-hmm. um but before that just your identity in general were you always very uh, in tune with your like Chicanidad or no. or you prefer the Mexican identity or or how do you navigate that? No, I actually, I mean, growing up, my parents are from Mexico, so I'm first generation, and um, mm. and my mom was actually undocumented when I was born, and so um, I guess I guess I'm one of those anchor babies that they mm-hmm. talk about. Yes. Um, but yeah, growing up, we were Mexicanos. Like Chicano was like a bad word right, right, you, right. you don't want to be chicano and that's y'all the same Mexicanos. for us i think <clears throat> yeah so i grew up mexicana and but never fit like really fitting in mm-hmm. i never felt like i fit in here and um it wasn't until i got to college and so i mean for me it was really bad the identity issue was really bad because i mean i was pretty much suicidal in high school mm. and just i never felt like i fit in here right. in north texas for college i went away and went to San Marcos to Texas State University and it was life-changing wow because now I there I realize that okay there's writers that write our stories and Mm -hmm. there's artwork that reflects you know who I am and I joined Mecha and I got really active there um, on the campus and for me now I prefer Chicanex or Chicana Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because that's how i identify right once we finally understand that that part of our identity and and the actual definition yeah but i hate that it takes until college because that's literally how i felt right Mm -hmm. where i just like was trying to navigate it the best i could um but i couldn't be too mexican i couldn't be too this or whatever but at the same time it's like it shouldn't take until college for us to have to take these courses yeah to be able to understand what our identity is seen as in this country and feel that yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think that it's really important for us in high school and even younger to have Chicano studies or Mexican-American mm-hmm. studies in the class and absolutely. to have programs like OC3 that embrace and, and expose our kids to who we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then with your womanhood, did you always feel, you know, fully comfortable with that? Or was it like full late discovery and acceptance? Yeah, and I, I think, I mean that's part of identity right and because i always felt different like i have dark hair i have you know i'm very fair skinned mm-hmm. but you know i have a very round face kind of a wider nose i never fit that traditional kind of american ideal mm-hmm. beauty wise yeah. i have big beauty feet norm. i have i mean i have like size 12 feet i i'm not a petite girl i'm mm-hmm. not you know Barbie and I just never felt like okay I was pretty or right. attractive and again once I started 
learning about who I was, that changed. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, no, I love who I am. And yeah. It's taken, like, I'm 46 years old. Mm-hmm. It's taken me this long, though, to kind yeah. of get comfortable with being able to say something like that. Yeah, no, for sure. And then you have three daughters who I always love I seeing because they each have their own individual personalities. Yes. Very, very different. Yes. Um, but I, I think it's so beautiful, and I love how you and, and your husband raise them you know, together, I think it's really beautiful, and you let them be who they want to be and do what they want to do, and it's... Yeah, we try. How do you do it with everything in society now? Because I know a lot of parents fear that, and, you know, that always comes up with, like, how different things are now. Yeah. No, it, we do. I have three daughters, and we call them the Gigi's because they're mm-hmm. Garza. So the Garza girls, and then uh-huh. they're always getting you this. Oh, my so God. they're getting you that girls. <laughs> and I'm actually writing a little children's story about uh-huh. they're getting you that girls. And That's it's set cute. here in Oak Cliff. Stop. Um, but, yeah, it, it's different, and it's not because um, even the other day we were working on Valentine's Day cards. And so I tried to be very intentional with mm-hmm. the things that I bring around them. So I got little mermaids that we were cutting out and they were diverse Mm -hmm. different hair colors different skin color and my youngest still picked the one with the yellow hair is what she Mm -hmm. said as the prettiest one right now i was like okay you're my daughter it's like Mm -hmm. okay i'm am i missing something and um so some things don't change i mean we we really try to be intentional in like what we expose them to and always giving them positive messages and bringing them around like women like you and pat and bringing Mm -hmm. them here to the oc3 and to other programs that are really focused on and empowering like our Mm -hmm. community and and even then they're still because all the messages they're still receiving everywhere else aren't saying the same thing so even if parents are intentional that's not that's not enough unfortunately No. no because you have to counter all that and it's like oh my god right um, so I, I remember a discussion we had once where we, we were kind of sharing, like, how things were evolving and how it's hard to keep up. So how do you navigate that? Because there's so many different things that we're constantly learning. And I think that's the best way to be, right? Open-minded to these yeah. things and saying, I don't know that much about this, but I'm going to learn more. Or trying to still be inclusive. Yeah. Um, so how do you stay up to date with that and how do you best apply it for yourself and your womanhood and your chicanidad and just everything so i i, I depend on you and <laughs> like the, the younger generation to really kind of keep me on my toes oh wow and I, I i do i mean all of these um young mujeres that i saw coming through the shop and that are out there working in the community it's like i really look to y'all mm-hmm. and i mean I'm learning every day and all of the time. It's like, that's why I love Facebook and Instagram because yeah. I follow like all of these really amazing women mm-hmm. um, and I learn every day. Yeah. So y'all are teaching me. Uh, that's not the answer I was thinking of. <laughs> now I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, that's super awesome. Well, then, do you have any other projects that are coming up or anything you want to share with us? Yeah, I do. Um, I have some Iitas, but Club mm-hmm. for Girls. Um, we meet mo- once a month. And yeah, we're tell us about each of your things, because you're involved in so many things, and I couldn't even describe them all and how <laughs> wonderful they are. Yeah, I do a, a couple of different things. Um, Semillitas Book Club for Girls is a book club that I started actually from my oldest when mm-hmm. um, she was younger, and it kind of morphed from story time that I used to do at a community center to um, book club for her and her friends, and right now I do it in the community, um, and that's evolving. It's evolving a little bit, and so... Um, in the future, it'll be a curricula or a book that parents can buy so that 
they could actually start their own Semiguita book clubs Aww. in their neighborhoods. Um, and so I'm working on that. That's Everything awesome. is a work in progress for me, though. Hey, it's as long as you're in there, that's okay. <laughs> um, but we meet once a month, and we bring in, this year we started bringing in um, a mentor to kind of meet with the girls and discuss a project that they're working on or expose them to different things. Um, and then we move into book talk. And with the book club, we do a little bit of a different model. Instead of having a, a curated book list, we let them bring whatever they want. Because, um, like, last Saturday we met, and um, we meet at Marochis Bakery. Nice. One little girl was reading It by Stephen oh King. Oh, my gosh. They're <laughs> so into It. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. All my students and, are into It. Yeah. So she was reading it. And, and this is for, like, grade school, second through oh fifth my grade. Oh, That wow. is not a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but worried about her. No, she, she loves sci-fi. And, I mean, e- every month for her it's Doctor Who. It's mm-hmm. Greek mythology. This month it was It. Wow. Um, some girls bring princess books. Some bring picture books, some bring um, chapter books, but it's all just um, because it's about them reading what they want and, again, giving them the freedom to to kind of make choices for themselves. And then they expose the other girls to different genres, too. Um, El Tallercito is another project that we have, and we'll actually be having a writer's conference uh, probably late spring, early summer. Um, and we're starting to work on that as well. Um, and that'll be for emerging and established writers. And um, we got funding through the city for oh, that. Congrats. So kind of look for more info on that. And then hopefully here in the next couple of months, I do want to um, publish a zine that's focused specifically on um, periods and mm-hmm. menstruation, but geared towards young girls to kind of reframe and reclaim that because it's become something that's really negative. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not. It's something that's beautiful. It's natural in our, you know, abuelita knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's something that it should be embraced, and, and it's a time of empowerment for us and really kind of reframing that for young girls. And so there will be a call for submissions for artwork and um, written pieces as well. That's so beautiful. So, yeah. I love it because every all your work is not for you. Like you're always creating with your your children in mind, or with all these other communities, and then you're just you're there to support and you're gaining all this knowledge as well. And I think it's part of what makes you so beautiful because you're just you're here for the community and you you're making the huge differences and you're so humble and kind and just chill i just <laughs> i appreciate your presence a lot oh, thank you and i'm not so chill at home though <laughs> my husband and, and the girls we won't talk well, about yeah, that it's okay they would say that yeah she's not that chill oh at my God. hey but that's <laughs> expected right that's why you get the name mix mama you yeah. gotta keep it real too <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for being here with us. If there's anything else you want to share with us about womanhood or just Viva la Mujer in general, anything anything you want to discuss? No, no, no I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know if there's like a story because I, I really just want to, I think a beautiful part about being a woman is just like yourself, right? Just like who you embody, maybe somebody that made a huge impact on you or made you really love being a woman because a lot of times we're so shamed because we don't want to be this or that or we we're not what the normal beauty standard is or whatever it might be but maybe just share with us what it means to you or your your um what viva la mujer means to you before we go yeah 
I'm very fortunate that I've always had strong women around me. I mm -hmm. mean, from my grandmothers to my mom to teachers to friends, colegas. I mean, I, I always have, I'm surrounded by strong women, mm -hmm. even when I didn't realize it. And, um, and I think that builds me. Yeah. And, um, and I think on my journey, what I'm like finally learning is, and, and I hope like people learn that younger than, than 46 is that um, self-care matters and that mm -hmm. it's important and that women always try to be everything for everyone and that we need to remember to drink water and to stop and just take a deep breath and yeah. just enjoy where we are and take things one day at a time and but even in the midst of everything that we're doing that it's like you know just stop and and enjoy like your place in that moment mm -hmm. to just remember that I think um that's what I'm working on this year because I, I, I forget to do that and um so self-care I think mm -hmm. if everybody can just remember to make a little bit of time for themselves every day to do that that would be Aww. my advice Yay! Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for embodying a strong, beautiful Mexicana working <laughs> in Dallas, doing things for the community. No, thank you for having me. Seriously, this is like so much fun. I was like so nervous. Oh, and no, don't be nervous. I told the girls, I'm going to be on the colores. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you even knocked out our self-care corner for I us. I know. Like, I don't have to do this segment anymore. <laughs> that was that beautiful. Was so beautiful. That actually is our next segment. So I totally could just like yeah. let it go there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you. And where can they find you and support your work? Um, so I'm on Facebook and um, on Instagram is Mexmama, M-E-X-M-A-M-A. And then um, the Meat Shop OC, I still have that Facebook page. Awesome. And then Samita's Book Club is on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Great. All right, y'all. Follow and support our awesome community members and and everybody doing the work. Thank oh, you for thank being you. here. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to say thank you once again to Ophelia for coming through and visiting us here. We really appreciate her always supporting us and showing us love, and we're grateful to have her here in the Oak Cliff community because if you have come to any event, she is there. She's always supporting. She's always doing something, and she really is a great human being, and we're glad to get a little more of her backstory, and thank you for being here. Now that means it's time for Rafa's favorite um, intro into a segment. Um, don't just look at me like that. I'm waiting. It's officially time for self-care quarter. I held my ear like Selena does, so yeah. it sounded extra good. Um, so Ophelia actually gave us a really great self-care corner, but I also had one, so I'm going to share it as well because... I am working on this, and it's hard to not do this thing, but it's really important in the healing process, um, which is to not put a time constraint on things. Um, I'm in the process of healing from several things, but I, I kept trying to make something happen in my life that I thought should happen by a certain point. Um, and I think that's just kind of how I navigated a lot of my life, but that doesn't always work. And then it often just sets you up for failure because you're putting yourself in, a, in this space and saying you have to do it by this time. And I think a lot of people use that technique kind of just to like make something happen. And I think it works to some degree, but when it involves healing or something that is not 
easily tangible. I don't think you should limit yourself or put yourself to have a certain um, stopwatch, stopwatch, I guess, some kind of like, yo, I have to have this done by this time, or I should be over by the, over this guy by this time, or I should have a new place by this time, or I should have a new job by this time. Like, work towards that thing and let it happen. If you're working towards it, it will happen. Do not limit yourself. Do not get mad at yourself for it not happening right away. Whatever it may be, whether it be school or marriage or whatever, like, if it's right, it'll happen, and just work towards it, and it'll it will resolve itself. And I think that's a, there's a and, and just to kind of like add on to that, I think it's important to understand, you know, the difference between like when you give yourself, you know, those those markers or those guidelines to kind of help you achieve something. Right. And like when it's when you get to that point and you're like, man, it didn't happen when I I scheduled it to happen or when it was supposed to happen to me, like people will often think that's a failure. Right. And I know I've done that to with with some of the things, <clears throat> you know, in my life. And I feel like, you know, it that that's not what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure with yeah. that and you don't want that because right. although I I'm also working on celebrating failures, which may be another self-care corner another day, but failures don't have to be bad either. However, if it is like a healing process or some kind of tangible goal or whatever, not tangible if it's some kind of goal, that you're just like making, trying to make happen because it is what is normal. Don't do that. <laughs> right. Don't do that. It's not good for you. Like let the process work with its time. And that is what I have for self care corner. Okay. <laughs> Had to mix it up a little bit. Keep you guys on your toes. Encore. Encore. What you think? Uh, let me come out like yo yo yo, <laughs> and then I just sing three words. Um, now it is time for our brown business of the week. And this week is actually a, bre- a black business of the week. It is a place my coworker told me about for literally months. Like, she always talked about this place. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I finally went with her, and, and I was excited to see it was black-owned. And it is actually freaking delicious. Yeah. It's over there in Trinity Groves, which is kind of a weird area to me because I work down the street from there in, like, a school. And it's a super gentrified area. It's really weird. Yeah. Weird area. But the cake bar. Shout out to our family in La Bajada. Was good. Was good. Uh, 3011 Gildan Lane, Suite 117, Dallas, Texas. 75212 is the address. But the cake bar makes delicious, beautiful, homemade cakes. And they are not cheap, but they are delicious. I had a hummingbird cake, and I was like, I shared it with, like, two people because I was like, we going to get all more of these words, yeah. y'all. <laughs> but it was so good. So if you're a big cake fan and you want to support black business, definitely check out the cake bar. You can buy them by the slice. You can buy a mini cake. You can buy, like, a normal size cake, but it's so good, so fresh. I just wanted to eat the icing by itself because it was that good. Dang. And I was like, I shouldn't do that because health. But it's really great. What the health? What? The- <laughs> Jesus. You're going to talk about the documentary? Yeah. Um, so check out the cake bar. It is here in Dallas. It is delicious and you should totally support it. I feel like y'all already know about it, but if you don't, now you know. Peep game. The cake bar. This segment, this is about to be a whole new segment because we we've got so much going we on. We working. We working. We've been hustling. I'm For tired. Real, it's 2018. <laughs> we told y'all that we had a lot coming up at the beginning of the year True. and y'all didn't believe us and now we got 
so much going on, I don't even know where to start. Um, but we will start with some uh, fun little thing we did with a, f- a, fr- a few friends of ours. The CYC podcast. <laughs> I knew what you were going to do. How about to do it? You were going to say chingonas y cabronas. I always mix it up. You always mix it and up. And it's not because I don't know. It's because I just I get yeah. excited or something. Yeah. CYC podcast invited us to be on an episode with them, and we were very excited to be there, and that will be coming out very soon, so tune into that. It should be out um, in a few days, and you should check it out if you haven't already, so go look for that. That is CYC podcast with uh, Maite and Fried Papita. They're amazing. We love yeah, them. That's fam. You're going to have to help me with some of these, because this is a mouthful. Can I you do can this one? Do the next one, Pat. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Actually, I'm pretty <laughs> excited that this is happening. Sorry, guys, I'm losing my voice. But we're going to... talk more. We're hosting <laughs> Luna Luna for their EP release. Like my, I'm so excited. Um, I featured them as a Who You Got a few episodes back after Will You Be My Friend. Featured him for Google. I called him Would You last time. <laughs> and yeah. and That's um, they're terrible. they're gonna be here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center February twenty fifth, next Sunday. Purchase your tickets on their I believe it's on their Instagram, their Twitter, everything. Yeah, peep their Instagram. Yeah, Sturry but for flexing. sure definitely check it out. We'll be here. Say hi. Next. Hi. <laughs> Then we have our next Grace Space Art Show, which will be a little bit after my birthday. Okay, I'm not even that excited. Let me chill. Uh, uh, but we will be popping bottles. So if you walk up. For your up birthday and for the show. And say what's up to Eva and she seems a little out of it. It's because we've been popping champagne bottles in for the two office. Days. <laughs> we pop chicken nugget bottles. Chicken nugget bottles. Okay. okay. Yay. Do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's 21. We're 21. What do you expect? 21. Uh, we have the Viva la Mujer art show, so <clears throat> please submit your artwork. All you have to do is email us. You can email us up to three pieces, and hopefully they will be chosen for the show. You can be out of state. You don't have to be Texas only, but you have to be prepared to ship that and receive that. Ah, oh, ship. Ah, oh, ship. Uh, really excited about this show. We have so much great work already in, and it's just going to be beautiful. We have some surprises there, and that'll be a good time. So come through March 9th, Oak Cliff Cultural Center. February 23rd submission deadline. Yes, February 23rd is our submission deadline, so get them in yes. ASAP. Rafa, take it. Whew. And then, <laughs> Selena season is hey. approaching, our favorite season of the year. Yes. So, March 30th and 31st, hashtag 214 Selena. Yes. It'll be... The Decolores Radio Family, Oak Cliff Cultural Center, Faded DJs, Sour Grapes, Top Ten Records, Texas Theater, Club Dada. Everybody. Everybody getting together to celebrate the legacy of the one and only Queen of Tejano, Selena Quintanilla yeah. Perez. Um, Dallas always does it big. We've been doing this for five years. It's a five-year um, party. So it's a five-year party. It's going to be super dope. We're going to be screening the film with Texas Theater. What? We're doing the Selena Art Show at Top Ten Records. What? We're um, doing the Selena Day celebration with vendors and the lookalike contest at Country Burger on Saturday. All of it. And then, of course, a big lookalike contest at the Faded DJ's after party at Club Dada Saturday night. So 
You're going to want to come through. Get your rest before, honey. For real. There's You're a lot to, happening. There is a lot going on. But honestly, it's one of the, one of the I, I guess, our favorite times of the year. It's how I met Eva and uh-huh. Pat. Uh, so it has big significance here yeah. in the Decolotas radio mm. world. But um, all in all, a lot of people come out. It's, it's you know, family friendly for the most part. Obviously, the kids can't come out to the club. Unless but, I try to get arrested. Yeah, for real. Um <laughs> No, but we see a lot of families, and and you know it, it just shows the shows us that the diverse community of Dallas is here for like some 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 really wholesome fun and like truly honoring the icon that Selena was. So um, yeah, make sure you join us for that. We're not like these other people that are just doing it because she's hip now. Just saying, they've been We've doing been it for doing a minute, this. celebrating We've been her about life. Selena. So I ain't gonna throw no shade at no other place doing gone too Ooh. soon. But you I better, you better talk it. to him, Eva. Hold me back. Talk to him. Talk to him. They're trying to make that dollar. Come to the OG, actual Mexicano celebrating our queen. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I heard that there might be a little, little, some little podcast that goes and celebrates before the movie. So y'all might want to be there because I, I heard a little something at heard the Texas Theater that Uh-oh. we might learn a little something. A little something, something. At the Texas Theater before the screening. Okay. So y'all might want to come through because we might say a little something. I might be there for that. (laughs) I guess I'll swing through. And then finally, finally, we discussed it a little bit earlier. It's you okay, Pat? I'm <laughs> no. just super hype. <laughs> I am really hyped. I can't control myself. They're putting in work. Okay. We are working. We really Whew. are. I'm, I'm I'm proud of us, but I'm so thankful that we even have a following enough to get to this point um, because it's been really nice that we've gotten so much positive um, feedback. Um, and really, we just wanted to we wanted to celebrate our one year, but we also wanted to do something that was a goal of ours personally. And we're lucky enough to be bringing Shay Serrano himself. We uh, we shot our shot. We shot our shot, Pat. She's been practicing that. We shot our shot all night long. We shooted our shot. We shot it and made it. We shot our shoot. We shit our shot. With a fadeaway. With a dirk fadeaway. With a dirk fadeaway. Yeah, he's gonna be mad about that one. I can't wait to see the Dirk jerseys in the would. building. Ooh, uh, ooh, yeah, please. I might just wear please, my own ooh, you know what I'm from saying? fifth grade. I might come out there, yeah. Ooh, that 40, yeah, you know, you, ooh. We should bring Dirk. So he's for real. Oh, my God. We need to holler. Dirk come? Yo, Jules, holler the Duncan Deutschman. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yo. So our one-year anniversary will be a live podcast. We will be interviewing the one and only Shay Serrano. So you should be there. We're so excited. And... It yeah. be a good Thanks time. to Margin Walker for like help. Oh, shout out yeah. to Margin Walker Presents for teaming up with us and helping make this happen. The Oak Cliff Cultural Center and Texas Theater and everybody involved and bring your books, bring your basketball and other things because he's gonna do a book signing as well. He's a real one. Should Tantito. be a good time. Estamos muy excited. Estamos muy 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 excited. Hopefully we can get him some barbacoa tacos and and yeah. show him what Dallas is about. For sure. And I hear Arturo Torres might be hey, in the building as well. Dirty, dirty Dallas. The illustrator representing Dallas. So those are all the awesome things to look forward to. I'm sure there will be some other things in between. But we have a lot going on. We're so grateful to have such a good community that, that really um, supports us. And we love you and we're grateful. We hope to make you feel what we feel and show you the love that you deserve. Because we're grateful for your love. Okay. So now it is officially time for... 
Okay, so uh, let me act like I haven't been listening to the Black Panther soundtrack. Stop it. Why you always take mine? I'm not taking it because you haven't listened to it. I'll tell y'all why, though. So I'm just saying I've been listening to that, but I'm going to say other things. But that's, I'm pretty excited. We got our date to go watch it. Team building. It's coming up. We're going to go see Black Panther. We we already saw it by the time y'all listened oh, this to this. Is true. And it was amazing. I cannot believe yeah. what I saw. Loved it. <laughs> So, um, first off, I want to say quick little, um, my shout-out, one of them, will be the Bralettes. They're going to be playing during the Luna Luna show on the 20th. We're going to have to limit you to 10 who you got. I'm not doing 10. You can't, like, monopolize what people haven't heard. No, so I'm just, I want to I wanna shout out, I listened to their EP, and <clears throat> I really liked it, and it's a lot of fun. So no, yeah, you were telling us about them. So I'm excited to see them when they play at our, at the show on the 25th, so I just wanted to say, everybody go check them out, be ready for And they'll for be the here show. with Luna Luna for the Luna Luna EP release. Show on the 25th. Yeah. Um, but Raven Lene, I've been wanting to shout her out for my first guy. It's called Crush EP, but um, highly recommend it. Check it out. I really love the music video she released for the um, single, Really Dreamy. Steve Lacey produced it. I love her music. Check it out. My favorite one is probably Four Leaf Clover. But, yeah, there you go. Yay. Nice. <laughs> Am I next? Yeah. I'm next? I'm next. Okay. Raphael? I'm doing a, a, a redo. That's okay. Is, is, it, is that allowed? We'll allow it. Okay. Just this time. Just Okay. Dang. Well, Maybe well, another no. time. No, it's worth it. It's worth it. I'll use it for this one. Sky Zoo. <laughs> Sky Zoo. Like, I feel like there's, his name is so charged. Um, as an MC myself. The majority of the time you feel like people can do better. Sky Zoo is that dude that will go above and beyond. Like, I'm still breaking stuff down from Range Rover Rhythm. Like, from a while back. Damn. He dropped in celebration of us. I played a little tidbit of it for Eva and Pat. And just like the first few lines, I was like... There's way, there's like so much like internal rhymes and, and double meanings and, and play on words. This man is beyond intelligent, witty, and lyrical. Um, and I think he, he really displays his talent as a, as a lyricist in this album. So if, if you enjoy some good writing, some good hip hop, uh, Sky Zoo in celebration of us out now. Yes. And finally, myself. Um, <laughs> Bars. Who do I have? Myself. Bars. No, <laughs> I'm Sky Zoo number two. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I'm so sorry to disappoint, but I really do listen to things a lot on repeat. Like, I'm still listening to Sizzle. Um, <laughs> I can. You can vouch yes for that? that? Yes. <laughs> every morning. Every morning I've been waking up to. Why uh, you bother me when the you weekend. know you know? me okay chill um so i also basically was gonna say if you aren't going to watch black panther that's who i got because i already know it's about to change my life i have not listened to the full album 
that my my good friend Kendrick helped out with because did, oh, he helped he just did, a little bit, right? He helped. He did he a helped, little wee he? bit, little thingy thing. Oh, okay. I and didn't like know pretty that. much got anybody and everybody in it. Did he? I don't oh. haven't even looked at it, y'all, because I want to wait to watch the movie so I can like immerse myself in it fully and uh. then go listen. I need you to quit it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got Black Panther because I already believe I'm not a big superhero person, but just the thing that this means and what it stands for is enough for me to know that, like, all of us should be supporting it. Yeah. Um, and so that's literally who I got. So uh, the album itself, go support it as well. But the movie, we should be out there helping break the box office because this thing is going to be huge. I already know. And it means everything especially to the black community and we're just grateful to be here to kind of be the witnesses alongside uh because the black community folk. has done so much for our community and we really got to support yeah, them too so go support folk. go support black panther and that is who i have got that wraps it up here at De Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review we need those they're kind of important wow we'd love to keep growing so please share it with your family and friends your fake tia who's like your tia but really isn't whoever let us know what your favorite part was tweet us or just hit us up we love hearing from y'all buy your tickets to our one-year anniversary event at marginwalkerpresents.com come to the art show email us your work we could not go on without your support tell everyone you love to follow us at the colores co if you enjoy our personal thoughts you can follow me at eva arreguin rafita at exile and pat at Pat not arrogant <laughs> on Instagram. I hope people say my name like that. Me too. Uh, yeah. Our theme song. Our theme song is Cumbia. No. Cumbia. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm losing my voice. Cumbia anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jason Ramirez. Oh, she might have just taken over the episode. Go ahead, Mom. She's taking this let Pat speak thing serious. I know. Okay. I was, like, I was ready a, two okay. minutes ago. Go. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and, more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecolorescollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening. And as always, Yo. Decolores Radio. Decolores Radio.